0: Hello and welcome to The Walk, a podcast where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you, the mom or dad, journeying through the chaos of raising kids. From the newborn to the rebellious teenager, our mission is to provide you with hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We will be diving into the topic of contentment today.
1: Yeah, episode two in our newborn series.
0: Yep, and especially in regards to the material possessions when expecting and bringing home a newborn, especially with your first kid, we have these societal expectations of what you need to have prepared when you bring that baby home.
1: Yeah, there's this feeling that you have to have the latest, greatest technology like the Owlette monitor or old school like a changing table with 20 drawers for all of baby's clothes and diapers and who knows what else you could pack in there.
0: (laughs) Yep, and as parents, we think that having all of these things means that we're caring well for our babies when in reality, material things are such a small portion of what it means to care for a child.
1: Yeah, our, for our verse today, we're going to be focusing on Philippians four, eleven through 13. It says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength.
0: So, when Paul writes this letter to the church of Philippi, and after he encourages these people, he thanks them for their concern about him during his imprisonment, but reminds them that true contentment comes from God, who carries us through all situations including bringing home a child. And if you're a if you're a parent out there, you know exactly what we're talking about. The craziness welcoming home a baby
1: yeah it can be a little intimidating when you're expecting especially your first baby and you're not quite sure what to expect you probably read all the latest blogs and uh, googled the top 10 things you need to have for uh, having a baby And maybe you already went out and bought those things, which is fine, but we want to challenge that today with talking about what it looks like to be content and to rely on God with a newborn in regards to physical possessions and also for the emotional and non-tangible things like time and rest.
0: Yeah. As you mentioned a little bit earlier, the draw of having all of these things before the baby gets here can be a little overwhelming and We tend to think, how can I afford all this? Or if I can't get something specific, is my baby going to be okay? It is really easy to get sucked into this mindset that if we can't have the latest and greatest stuff, that your baby will be lacking. And that's so not true. Anybody that has had a child or brought home a child would attest that the most important thing a baby needs is a home filled with love and affection, nourishment, and attention.
1: Well, it's nice to have some of these things like a portable pack and play. It's not a must. You can definitely make do with what you have. We have learned this firsthand, uh, especially when our first little one was born, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But a lot of this stems from relying on God for the safety and security of your family, trusting him to watch over your kids at night instead of being paranoid, watching your video monitor hours on end when your kid is asleep, 10 feet away in the next room.
0: We've learned that contentment is an attitude of the heart. The ability to be content with a lot or a little has nothing to do with the amount of money you have or don't have, but more so it's how willing you are to trust God to provide for your needs.
1: It's asking ourselves, do we truly place our faith in God or do we place our faith in the fancy doohickeys that we buy or receive as gifts.
0: While well, we know that there are some legitimate concerns, especially if your baby has health problems or if you have had a bad experience with a child in the past, it can be scary to let go of that fear and trust God again. But when we look at how He has cared for people through generations past, we know that He is still faithful even through pain.
1: And we don't want to diminish those fears. We, we know fears and emotions are real. We still experience that for our kids. I'm adamant at night about having all the doors closed. And I installed smoke detectors in every room, which is probably a safe thing to do anyways. But every night before bed, we check on our babies. And it seems to some that I might be a little extra For me, that's a way that I care for my family and demonstrate love for them, even though it could be backed by some fear I have of something happening.
0: Yeah, there's a fine line between caring for your kids and being obsessive. Going back to the fears and emotions, they're definitely real. We experienced them. We still experience them. Um, And I don't think those go away as you age and as your kids get older especially as a new parent where everything is new and everything can be overwhelming and fearful. You know, for example, our oldest was four months old when we were moving back to Michigan. We stopped at a McDonald's. I thought it would be a great idea to share a taste of my delicious McFlurry with our new baby.
1: I had a conniption. I couldn't even handle it.
0: Her words were,
1: don't do
0: that. She could have a milk allergy. I mean, screaming in the McDonald's parking lot. It was bad. It was really bad. (laughs) Now, in her defense, I wasn't, or I really wasn't supposed to give her dairy yet. But Laura's fear demonstrated a lack of faith that God would take care of our baby, even in a simple moment like that. You know, not saying that allergies aren't real, because lots of kids have very serious allergies, but more so focusing on the heart attitude behind it.
1: And for those listening, if you have kids, you can probably think back about an overreaction or a fear that you had when when you were first learning how to be a parent. You might be able to laugh at it now, but at the time, those fears were very real.
0: So when we focus on the material possessions, we have to find a balance of what is truly caring for your kids and what's being obsessive. But contentment is not just about the material things that you have either, um, but also the emotional and mental aspect as well.
1: Yep, Paul mentions this in his letter to the Philippians, that he's learned the secret of living in every situation, whether he had plenty or whether he had little. And he's writing this from prison, so he really um, takes it to the extreme here. He knows what it's like to be without anything. But he was a citizen of Rome, so he probably grew up doing all right. For parents, bringing home a baby, this covers a lot more than material things, that, that learning the secret of living in every situation.
0: Yeah, like rest.
1: What's that?
0: Let's, let's start with <laughs> rest. You know, how does it feel to be up the whole night, night after night, month after month? Especially for nursing moms, it, it can really mess with your psyche. And as a dad and as a husband, oftentimes, I just feel helpless. And you have no idea what's going on. And there are times, well, most of the time, in our experience, where you are caring for the baby. I might get up once to, you know, change a diaper, but the heaviest portion of caring for a newborn rests on the mom. So, sometimes, yeah, it can be a helpless feeling for a dad because the baby clearly doesn't want me. So... What do you do in those situations when you feel helpless, but you have a desire to care for your baby and your wife?
1: Came up with some ideas that um, we're gonna try to implement with baby number three.
0: Yeah, we have a list, and they are straight from my wife.
1: Intent. <laughs>
0: Here's just a, a there's seven practical things that you guys can do as dads new dads or experienced dads that might assist with a newborn at home. So, number one, ask your wife how I can help instead of doing what you think is helpful or not doing anything. By the way, I also plan on applying these to my own life when we welcome baby number three. Number two, ask if you can take the baby... So that she can get something done, relax, or take a nap, even if it's for 20 minutes. You can do it. You can handle a newborn for 20 minutes. Number three, take the older kids, if you have them, out of the house so mom can have one on one quiet time with the baby. Number four, offer to cook a meal. Number five, Give her space from physical touch. Acknowledge that she might be overstimulated from the baby's constant needs. Number six, compliment her or give her words of affirmation, telling her that she's doing a good job and that she can do this. And number seven, arguably most importantly, lifting her up in prayer for energy, patience, healing, and postpartum joy.
1: Yeah, that last one, we'll talk about a couple episodes from now. If you are pregnant now and listening to this and you've never had a baby before, the hormone shift after having a baby is no joke. So it's it would be such a blessing to know that your husband is advocating for you and just asking God to lift you up as you're kind of trying to get your feet back under you from having a baby.
0: And swinging back to the emotional contentment piece, the months that follow bringing home a baby can be totally exhausting. But we also know that God carries us through every situation because he promises to do so in his word. Our expectations of what it looks like to be carried through may not look the same as what he knows to be best for us.
1: If you listened to our last episode on finding a tribe, you'll know God sometimes uses those around us to encourage and uplift us. We really want to stress, do not be afraid to ask for help.
0: Yeah, something that has been an encouragement to me specifically is that God isn't surprised by what we're going through, whether it's an easygoing baby that loves sleep or if it's a colicky baby that cries every day for the first year of its life. The fact that God has entrusted you to take care of and raise this baby, that is in and of itself an encouragement. So even if you struggle with believing in yourself and your abilities as a mom or a dad, you have a God who is relatable and cares for you, but also is present when you seek him. Welcome back. This is Real Life with the Smiths, a section of the show where we talk about what goes on in the Smith house. So with our firstborn, money was definitely super tight and we didn't exactly have a lot of things.
1: She didn't even have furniture. (laughs) We were sleeping on an air mattress.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think we had a, yeah, we slept on an air mattress while you were pregnant so yeah, <laughs> yeah it was rough it was not great <laughs> but you know we made it we endured it I don't recommend it but you know you do what you do
1: yep it's cheaper than a bed at the time so
0: <laughs> but we did you know we did buy a crib uh, from one of my coworkers at the time and um, they brought it over and others gave us like a boppy pillow a co-sleeper a swing and a bumbo but the big picture is that people gave us things that they were no longer using And it worked well for us, and we thought we needed all these things. But in reality, newborns are immobile. And the sense of urgency that we felt was one that was created instead of a real need. We brought it upon ourselves. And when we moved back to Michigan, we accumulated even more stuff. And we thought it was great until we looked around our tiny apartment and we were overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that we had.
1: Yeah, I am definitely more of a minimalist person. I always have been. I don't I don't hold on to things I'm not using. So, having all this stuff while it was an outpouring of love from people around us, it was also super overwhelming for me. So, fast forwarding to baby number 2 where we accumulated more things, Which we're not necessarily, we don't want to sound like we're complaining about having stuff because it's not that at all. It's that we felt like we needed things and so we just kept taking things or accepting things or we'd see something and think, oh, we should probably get this. But after our second daughter got a little older, we realized the extra stuff we had was taking away the ability to relax and to enjoy parenthood. So we slowly started to give it away.
0: So there has to be a sense of balance between the things that you need to help with a newborn and the things that you don't need based off of societal or even family expectations and fear. So FOMO, the fear of missing out on some new gadget that can give you some information that really isn't necessary or an anxiety or paranoia that you have about not having 24-7 surveillance of your kid like I'm not saying those things are wrong or bad to have, and the paranoia and the anxiety is very real, but let's get deep for a second. Why do you have them? And the reason that you come up with can be very dangerous. If you are trying to fulfill that anxiety and fear with stuff, then I question, where's your faith in the one who has control over your fear and has control over your child? You see, that fear and anxiety doesn't go away. If anything, it gets enhanced as your kids become more independent and are in different places and doing things that are out of your control. The conversations that I've had with parents with older kids that specifically drive, you know, we aren't there yet, but the fear and the anxiety of letting your kid go out on the road by themselves can be a huge fear, a legitimate fear. But in any circumstance... You have to place your faith in god and find contentment in him so all this to say with baby number three on the way for us we plan to accumulate less stuff and be more intentional in trusting god to care for our family
1: this week's walking wisdom is for you to evaluate the things that you have and where you're putting your trust is there stuff you can get rid of and how can you daily give your kids to God. That's all for today. Items, links, and show notes can be found in the description of wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to our show and we'll send you a list of our top three parenting books for 2022. We want to say thank you to Pixabay Music and all of you that are listening to our podcast. We appreciate all of your support and thanks again. This is The Walk.